Hi, welcome back to What Makes the Heartbeat. This is season two, episode three. I am one of your hosts, Katie Saw. And I'm Mariah. And we're happy to have you back or to have you check in for the first time. Um, we're going to touch on a topic today that we've been talking about for a long time. And we have decided to finally do it. And this is going to be an episode about death, experiencing death. Absolutely. And I feel like this has been on our minds since the very beginning. And it was always a topic. And we were like, maybe tonight will be the night. And then I felt like I was always like kind of sweeping it under the rug. Right. Because you kind of have to be in the right mood, I feel like, you know. Oh, yeah. You can't just talk about this at any point. Sometimes conversations like this come out of the blue when you're with people or friends or family or even strangers. But yeah, um, and this might even not be the day that somebody wants to. They're like, oh, wait, this episode's about right. death. I'm not ready for like, it. Yeah. Like, I'll like just skip to episode four or something. And that's cool, too. Um, yeah. But <laughs> before we start, Katie, uh, one of the things we said we would do is spend a certain amount of time talking about yeah okay yeah let me set the timer (laughs) okay so I said that we had 30 no I'm sorry three minutes three whole minutes about aliens and we each get to talk for like a minute and a half tops and so we talked about aliens for a second Mariah kind of blew my mind I had to do some research and I just have this idea so that the time's already started um I just have this idea and it's about um UFOs and so from my research I am seeing that the United States military is confirming that there are UFOs and a UFO is a unidentified flying object is that correct yes although they're they're calling it something else like unidentified aerial phenomenon or something like that like they've changed it to like UAP or something like that I'm not sure if that's exact though we will you can go fact check us go do your own research yeah so so (laughs) I just believe it also you sent me this podcast with Joe Rogan and he had like that um military guy that was in the air force on there did you listen I did. And I thought that was really cool. And you know what? And like the way he said that, like, it literally like shows up in one spot and then goes right to another spot. My thing is, is that I actually am going to blow your mind. I don't think it's aliens. Oh, what do you think it is? What if it's God? What if it's angels? What if it's like something else? What if it's not even aliens? Well, an alien is supposed to be something unknown. That's really like yeah. But the like, if you were, th- so. if it's an angel from like God, that's like they're like coming down and like performing miracles. Oh well, absolutely. I mean, like, I don't what know. if did you read the if... book I sent you about like all of the? <laughs> did different... I read the book? No, not I did book, not read it. <laughs> I thought I sent you like two pages of like this book, and it had to do with God. Um, and it was just a very uh, easy read, but it was really yeah, interesting. I didn't, I didn't read it. Tell me what it, what I missed. Well, it was just, honestly, it was just a guy's experience. Um, a guy or a lady, and actually I didn't, I didn't read that part. Mark did, but he sent it to me and it was just somebody's experience about when they died, like what happened. And it was literally like all of this transcending to like all of these different levels. Um, it literally in a sense talked about like like aliens without saying alien um and it was saying like the only way to even get to those levels is technically by dying like to actually or coming and then coming back and being like whoa 
what just happened like you it's so hard to be able as a human like in your own human body to be able to do that on your own yeah but what um, about, is that like what like monks can do when they're meditating and stuff like I, I feel sometimes maybe. when I'm meditating when I'm meditating I feel like connected when I get there and I'm completely comfortable and I feel like oh my crown chakra like somebody's literally oh, like sure. shining light like into my body like I feel connected to the heavens so I don't know I mean maybe that's what it's thing, all about yeah so maybe these things are all intertwined and maybe we're both right and maybe we're both wrong but I just just thought that was worth bringing it up for oh, yeah. a little chat chat um that's our three minutes of alien talk and we'll move on to the actual topic it's a great dun, dun, dun. a great segue we're talking about you know aliens and then God a little bit and, and now, death. And yeah. now we're going to talk about death mm. um there's a lot of there's a lot of experiences that happen in your life like when starting from a young age to all the way until you die um whenever that is um and you might oh my god you just hit me with a brick oh well because it's like the death episode but like now you're making me think about like when I was gonna die yeah it's kind of scary to think about that sometimes I guess it depends on how you look at death um I'm still in that not scary zone like I think I'd be pretty pretty practical about it I think I would just be really upset that I wasn't going to be there for my daughter yeah Um, I totally feel that yeah I don't even want to on it I don't even want to think about it that's rough that's a tough one um oh let's just backtrack for a minute so you've had pets right like you've you've probably lost an animal or two whether it was a childhood animal or you know or are you laughing (laughs) yes I have lost a pet (laughs) just sounded funny I was feeling like awful and see no okay look see what I'm doing I like find humor in death not on purpose, but it's like a defense mechanism. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, like here I am yep. like feeling uncomfortable yes. and then I like had to laugh through it. But yeah. then at mm-hmm. the same time, like laughter is healing, but um, you know, sometimes you have to make sure you deal with things too. So yours is laughter, mine is laughter. I'm more sarcastic about things, <laughs> like to a fault, probably. Um so Katie, <laughs> do you have anything to add on the, on losing pets? Do you have oh, anybody that you've lost? Yes. Yeah. Oh well, how God, did it feel yeah. like, you oh, know, well, you know what? Pet? Okay. So when my first dog died, her name was Lady and I was in eighth grade mm-hmm. and I got called, I was in school and I got called down to the office and it was like really random. Like, um, can Katie's, uh, can Katie's, <laughs> <Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-
in the middle of the school day. It makes no sense. So, and then it was my brother. So then I'm like, oh my God, like who's dead? I could just tell because he was like crying. And then when I got in the car and I found out that it was my dog, I was like so relieved. Yeah, Because I like had this like full, like scary, like heartbeat like heartbeat stopping moment like especially when you like get down you're like a little nervous and then you see your brother and his like eyes are all puffy and you're oh, like oh yeah who this no who died and then they're like the dog and you're like thank god it was the dog oh my god I mean what a crazy spiral of emotions like yeah you're I building know. up to something really terrifying and then and then they tell you I know that sounds terrible because you, well, you feel bad but it just got overshadowed because you really thought you were going to lose like someone like really close to me. Yeah. And, that's, and, and oh, so lady so died at the groomers. She oh had a gosh. heart attack and died <gasps> at the groomers. And so then we were on our way to go pick her up. And then we went to my uncle's house and buried her. So, oh, man. yeah, but, and that was definitely my first death experience. You know, we were, we were a mess. <laughs> you just made me <laughs> just made me feel uncomfortable for a minute (laughs) why I'll tell you why um so you said that you took her back and you buried her at your uncle's and you immediately made me think about my animals that have passed away Um, yeah we've had family pets that have passed away and uh I never really those ones didn't really make me that sad um like that you know it was like sad for a moment and then that was it it was like oh (laughs) um I have two pets that I lived with and one was a cat named Caramel and the other one was a dog named Angel and Caramel passed away not too long after like living on my own and oh I know she fell between my bed like I just had the time like had a bed on top of like you know that metal frame for some reason in the middle of the night she had fallen between my bed and the wall (gasps) And her head, her little head got stuck between the frame and the wall. And I didn't, I woke up to this like thud, 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 thud. I'm like, what is that? What is that? And I suddenly realized like, oh my God, it's a cat. And I like, wake up, I turn the light on. I I see that she's literally stuck and I grab her and I take her into the the bathroom (laughs) and she's seizing, Katie. Like she's going into seizures. Like she's chewing on her tongue. It was the most, it was terrifying. So I bring her to the emergency vet. And next thing you know, um, they're like, she's going to have seizures forever now. I had like no money to take care of her. And I was going to my regular vet the next day, like after 24 hours to go figure out what to do. And she died, like literally in my arms, like standing outside the door. So anyways, the reason why I was feeling uncomfortable was because both of those animals passed away and um, I've never buried them. They're cremated and they're sitting in my drawer under my bed and they've been there since well now that that's what like I usually try to do I now I I feel like I cremate them but what do I do with these boxes (laughs) like do I just add them to my ashes one day and then yeah I mean are you gonna get cremated I mean this is like a whole nother oh yeah like oh yeah it is um well yeah I think I definitely want to be cremated for sure um I don't know me too I don't mind being put you can put me in the ground like after if you want, or, I mean, you could spread my ashes. Um, That's, see, this will segue into, like, probably some of the most profound deaths that you and I have shared that are, you know, similar, because they're, 
they have to do with parents. But um, uh, I think after experiencing, the, you know, funerals and like things like that, that have to do with somebody that you love so much. Um, my mother was cremated. So my mother passed away in 2012 and she was cremated and I have her with me. And I love that I have her with me. I don't think I would change that, at least to have a piece of her, like always with me. But <clears throat> she's um, at the same time, like I love cemeteries and I wish that she was, but then the problem is if I move, then I always have to like go back. But I, I wish that she was like in a cemetery near that I could go sit and visit like under a tree and just hang out outside. But I guess I can, I do that with her anyways. Like I'll go to like the beach with her and stick her in the sand because she likes, she loved the beach. I mean, you could always like just put her a little bit of everywhere, you know, like on my dad's birthday, my father has passed and on his birthday last year, his first birthday, when he was in heaven, we like spread a little bit of his ashes on the beach in Florida near where he lives um uh, during the sunset and so now you feel like they're there so whenever you like visit that place and you know we we, like there's so much ash so like we only put a little bit there and I have a little bit my brother has some my mom has some oh yeah that's not well that's what my brother my brother would do it he actually (laughs) okay here's another funny moment um (laughs) so so my brother when my mom passed away um I had this I had this like old gym, honestly, it's an old gym beam, <clears throat> like fancy decanter or like, it, no, it was an old like bottle, like liquor bottle. Mm-hmm. And um, so she had found that years ago and she's like, I want to go in this. And I'm like, mom, really? Like, don't t- like, don't tell me that. Like, this is so weird. And um, when her, all of her stuff was in storage, like while she was sick, we were like, when she passed away, I'm like, I know. I know what we're going to do with her. Like she told me what to do, but she didn't fit in the bottle because like you said, there's so much ash. So my brother got the rest of her in a box. And then on top of that, um, we had to find like other containers for her to go into that were separate. And we didn't want to pay for like the ones there because we wanted to like open them and like disperse her over time, like take her places. So my brother and I went to a place called a container store in California and they told us, they're like, but it can't, it can't, has to be like opaque. You can't see through it. And I was like, okay. So, so we're going through this container store and we are finding little boxes that fit in another box that can fit in another box so that you can't actually see it. And to this day, I still get emails from the container store. And I'm like, you guys have no idea (laughs) why I purchased what I did that one day in 2012. Um, But I remember, you know, just bringing it to them. And let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about, um, let's talk about what this was like, Katie. Maybe we should talk about what death was like for both of us with our, with our parents. Do you want to share that story? Are you ready? I mean, sure. Uh, So, so my, I didn't really have a lot of death, like in life in general, like all of my grandparents died while I was in my twenties and, you know, I had my dog. So I don't think like I really started experiencing any like big loss until my twenties. So 
I feel like, I feel like I'm really fortunate. So by the time that my dad went, he had already had a heart attack and a stroke. And so I felt like I had gotten so much extra time with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like my, his father died on 4th of July and he was always super proud that you know his father died on fourth of july and i knew that he kind of thought it would have been special to go on like a special day too you know in his mind it would have been like fourth of july and so one of my biggest fans obviously well probably my biggest fan was my father and he was super excited that i went to grad school and that i was went to college i think i was the first one, like my dad and my mom didn't graduate from college and neither did any of their parents. So I was, you know, a first generation in the family doing something like that. So he was really proud. And so he actually passed on the morning of my graduation from getting my master's degree. Mm. And, you know, it was the typical, my parents drove up to like sleep over our apartment. And so it was really beautiful because we got to have one last night with him, mm-hmm. you know, sitting his last night was in my living room and me, him and, you know, Ronnie, he had like a beer and we watched a funny, um, it was actually a nature show, but it was funny because we were all laughing at it. And, you know, before I went to bed that night, I tucked him in on the couch and he told me how much he loved me. Aww. And so the next morning was super traumatic because you know, you're like getting in the shower and you're like getting ready for like this big day. And I guess my mom kind of woke my dad up and we think it might've been a brain aneurysm or something, but you know, my mom was like a mess and that's like another, you know, beautiful tragedy in the story is that my mom, like it was a morning where she wasn't alone with him mm-hmm. and we were able to be there with her and, you know, to do CPR and mouth to mouth and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it just, it just, it was just special to like, have not, you know, to have just been with him for all of that. Oh my God. Having a, you had to do CPR on, on your father. Yeah. You know, and Ronnie was there. And so, you know, it was like a whole experience that we had together. And, you know, my dad was definitely like, you know, a dad to him. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just felt like that was the day for him, though. You know, like, like you I said, like you were saying, about it just it. felt like afterwards, it just felt like this was what this is the way it was always going to be written. You just didn't know it till right now. Yeah, there's nothing quite like, uh, I guess every loss is is different how it affects affects every person and um and like you're saying how it's it was always written maybe that way but it's like you don't really know how that feels or what that's going to feel like until it happens yeah no no amount of like mental preparation I think can come until you there's just certain things in life that are experienced they just you can't prepare for them you could try I guess you could try but you'll it'll never be exactly what your feelings are and you might be preparing for something that 
doesn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you just never know. You just never know. I mean, so what you, happened? Did you, 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 did you graduate? Did you? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I don't um, mean it like that. Like what well, I didn't, <laughs> I know it's like this. How did crazy, you get through just, that day? I'm going to write a movie about it. I mean, it's just yeah. like, so like perfect. Um, <laughs> well because a lot of people because well, I was an actress and then it was like books. you know it was like one of those things where it's like this show must go on <laughs> oh your dad would love that <laughs> he would. and so well he didn't make it the paramedics got there and I was in contact with my school and I was like I, I don't know if I'm gonna make it and they knew and then what was that like telling the school like I mean it was just through text it was really fast like I just even if I just told one of the students I forget and they just let yeah. somebody know like like hey the ambulance is on the way we don't know what's gonna happen yet you don't know right. what's gonna happen he had had a heart attack and a stroke before so in other times like I was like packing my bag like I'm like I know the drill like we're gonna be at the hospital the rest of the day right but this right. time he didn't make it to the hospital you know he just yeah you know he just <laughs> and we moved out of the apartment a couple months later but we're like oh dad died on the, on the couch <laughs> They're like we're like yeah I don't think we're gonna take this couch with us <laughs> oh god oh. Actually, <laughs> I know we're sick no of. I get it I really do because I have this like I said I have the same kind of it's how you it's how you get through it it's how <laughs> it's so bizarre you can't believe you're actually saying that um you can't every time you say it it's still like yeah, you want to hear something crazy? Like, I have a crazy story for you. That's like how you feel every time you share that same story, probably. I mean, I yeah. would. I would be. Um, like, but I'll, I'll just finish really quick. So, it's um, so basically when I called my brother and let him know, like, you know, you know, they've, they've pronounced him um, dead. And Bobby was like, well, I think you should go walk in graduation. And I was like, well, I was like, what time is it? I looked. And I thought, all right, well, I live 20 minutes from the school. I've got like 35 minutes, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm already showered. I just got to throw some clothes on, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I'd already like blow dried my hair or something. And I just went and I just walked and, you know, my mom stayed with my dad and, you know, I'm so, so grateful to my godparent, well, my godfather, my aunt, they, um, we're on their way and it was, it was actually my dad's best friend and so mm. but it was just really nice it was so great that I had them there you know like your godparents like in, in you, you still had that guy you know those people there for you so absolutely and Ronnie of course so it was you know and then you know that was an hour and then you know we went how did you feel like driving mom. to the school like, did you feel like it's okay if you didn't like, you feel like you numb. need to feel anyway? Like, you're just yeah. numb. numb. You're numb. Like, I felt like, like the schooling, like I said, the show must go on. Like there you're was like kind of going a part of me that just felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, like yeah. I felt like if I had a show that night, like I would have just gone and done it and just lived through it. Like I would have mm -hmm. just experienced it because it's like, what are you, what are you going to, you can sit home and cry about it or you can just be in it I mean I guess it depends on the show too but you know it depends on I think it, every person's different you know there might be some people that would say you know think in their heads like I could never like not not out of disrespect like they just probably would feel you know so broken that they wouldn't be able to like you know get through it 
Um, yeah. And I get, I understand that. I think, I think I carry a similar mentality to you on those things. Like I'm very, like you said, I just get into like a shock or like numb mode and I just kind of work through it and tonight I'll deal with the, uh, the motion of it later on. And as it comes, you know, especially if there's other people around that you kind of need to, or feel the need to kind of step up and like take control of the situation. I'm definitely the first, like I'll be more solid for everybody else. And then I'll like break down on my own where I need to, I guess. I'm not afraid to cry. So do you want to talk about your story with your mom? Yeah, I can talk about that. Um, my mom, she got sick. She had an aneurysm that ruptured in 2006. I was actually speaking of, that was the day my cat died. The one I told you about. Oh my Um, God. I, I, I was telling her, I think um, on my car ride to work after the cat died, I was like so upset. And that cat she had bought me like originally. And she goes, oh, honey, the next time I, you know, come out there, we'll we'll get a cat together. And like, it was nice. It was a nice phone call. Like we got to said, I love you. Like there was just no illness about like ill feeling. It was just good. And I I got to work and about 30 minutes into work, I got a phone call from a stranger on my cell phone saying that my mom, that this lady had collapsed and was unresponsive. And like, she had just been telling me that she was like, it was, this is so weird, Katie. It was July 3rd. Like, yeah, you were just talking about the 4th of July. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew, I knew that yours was July 3rd. Dude, I totally forgot until like now telling you it's so weird okay so July 3rd um you know that's when she collapsed and July 4th I flew out the next day um with my dad and and I had a um anyways so long story short she had an aneurysm ruptured and they put her she was in a coma and a coma from that point on because you know they didn't know what kind of damage was done Um, So she was on that, like that for like about three months. And then when she came out of it, um, they pretty much told us that, you know, there wasn't going to be a whole lot of change that she was kind of, she wasn't really responding to anything. Like she would look kind of sort of stare off. I don't explain it, but it was that moment where it was like, oh, there's hope to some degree or no. And I think I was 22 at the time when they told me this and she lived in California. I lived in Philly. My brother lived in Oregon. So he ended up moving to California to kind of get her um, things in order. And like you kind of just said about school, um, I was 22. I had, I was like freshly in Philadelphia. Like, no, I wasn't in Philly yet. I was on my way. I was like moving to Philly and I'm like, what do I do? Cause my mom, like my mom and my dad were divorced um, since I was a little girl and he remarried as a wonderful wife. Um, and, uh, but my mom, you know, she was out there. I think she had a boyfriend at the time. Um, I don't really know much about that, but she was kind of on her own. And so my brother, he's 11 years older than me. So he kind of took the reins on that. And I'll always, always appreciate and I, I kind of wish I could take that back, like kind of go back in time and help him because 
37 year old Mariah would know like what to do now. But when I was 22, like I was still figuring out so much stuff. I didn't know what I should do. And I felt like, I guess I have to move to Philly and just kind of figure this out. Like, go yeah, to but you were also going and... to college. Like you were going, like you, yeah, I wasn't rolling. It was a school. useful trip. You know, it wasn't like you were like messing oh, yeah, around no, I wasn't and like just... partying, you know? No. Yeah. No, I was moving there to finish school and they pretty much said that she's going to be in a long-term facility you know, from that point on. So it's not like she was going to be living on her own or anything like that. Like there's really nothing that we could do except for to like show up there and like sit with her, you know, from time to time. I think my brother did a lot. He did so, so much for her, like so much. Um, so anyways, without getting too carried away with all that. Well, you ended up going and living out in California and you you got to be with her in the end. Yeah, no, I did. I, I moved out there um, and about, so I moved out there in November of 2011 and in January or December, 2000, December 2011, um, January 2012, they had, um, the doctors had called like, reached out to me and my brother and said oh like she's got cancer now like from being she was like six years you know like not really responsive she started like following you with her eyes but that was it like we couldn't really we never spoke to her I never I would talk to her but she never said anything from that point on um so it was really rough to like always see her like that she would have other than the last place she would have ever wanted to be in you know, but she didn't have like a do not resuscitate like kind of thing. Like she didn't have anything like that at the time. So, um, so anyways, my mother passed away in August, 2012. And, um, I was actually on my way down to go see her and I got the call from the doctor. Let me know, like, okay, like we definitely think it's going to happen. Like she's going to pass away within like the week. So I said, well, I'm on my way down and um, I smuggled my dog into the long-term facility for about a week without them knowing. <laughs> um, and my, my dad and his wife, they came to, for support, for love. They were wonderful. They were there by my side through the whole time. Um, my husband was there too who was my boyfriend at the time. And um, I just remember we all just sat in the room and we just kind of waited. And um, it was actually really peaceful. Like I was scared that it was gonna be like this really, um, you know, like choked up moment, but it was like, we all kind of knew something was happening. And my brother had was like, Mo. And he looked over and I just remember being like, like, oh my God, I'm going to see somebody die. Like, and it's my mom. This is so weird. And he just stared at her. Oh, I got up and I sat with her. And, and then she just stopped breathing. And then I just sat with her until she turned cold. Like, I literally felt like her feet. Because it takes a while, you know, for the ambulance to kind of come and take them away. And um, I just remember, I wasn't scared. I remember thinking like, wow, that's so weird, like that I can feel her turn cold. Um, and never once did I, I didn't, I don't know if I cried. Um, I just remember thinking it was just really weird. Like this is a strange 
moment. I never in a million years would have ever, like you said, like pictured myself in this moment, even yeah. knowing that one day that she may like pass away, like just, and then they came to come get her. And I remember them coming down the hallway with uh, like, you know, what do you call it? A gurney. I feel like there's gotta be a better name for that thing. Yeah. That sounds like uh, terrible. I think that's what it's called. Though. It is. I want to call it a cart or something. A gurney just sounds so, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. So she, and a the bed on wheels, there was a body bag, like on top of it, like that black bag. Mm-hmm. And I just remember telling the guy, I was like, first off, I was like, well, that's weird. Cause that's for my mom. Like, that's just weird to look at. And maybe you had that, maybe you had experience like that. I don't know. Um, and I told the guy, I was like, can you just not zip it up all the way? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I was dead serious. I don't even think I laughed. I think I knew it was like weird to say, but I was like, can you just not zip it all the way? Like she's a little claustrophobic. I knew she was gone, but for some reason I just felt like she would hate it if that bag was zipped all the way. And I Ugh. had to just say something. I totally feel that for and, sure. And the guy was so nice. He just like kindly just shook his head. Like, of course, like, and I, I'm thinking as I'm walking out of the building, like, yeah, right. Like you are not leaving that bag open. <laughs> um, and well, go ahead. So what were you I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Like, I mean, your experience is so unique to maybe what a lot of other experiences are. And, you know, you have these six years where, you know, you, you have your mom still, mm-hmm. but you don't have your mom and like what do those six years feel like do you feel like the death has already happened or or you know like like when does it happen for you or like you know or yeah actually well to talk about like heartbeat moments like within that time when I moved to California Philadelphia and I worked at parks like I started develop I developed um probably with what do you call them panic attacks which are the ones it's either anxiety or panic attacks where you're you're not sure what's going on but you're having anxiety like your your heart's like racing yeah it's probably a panic attack yeah and I'm I remember that happened um to me and it started happening a lot and it would happen to the point where if something startled me awake like if I was sleeping um I would go into a full-blown like panic attack like my heart I would cry and my heart would start racing and I didn't, I didn't know what it was. And, um, it, you know, I met Mark and I remember they lasted all the way until I met him. And when we went to California, it still happened, but it started to taper away. And then I would say like, probably after she passed away, the panic attacks like had subsided. Um, but it was weird. It was like my body's way of coping with what I didn't initially cope with. Like I, I coped with going through the motion of everything and like, I'd go visit her and I just think, you know, in the back of your head, you kind of have this, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I hope I get to talk to you again one day. Like, I hope, I hope it was weird. And the, the more time went on, um, I wrote in like journals to her to kind of like tell her about what was going on in my world so that if she ever woke up, I could share with her like what she had missed. Um, that's so beautiful. I love that idea. Yeah. Well, now I do it for me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that. I write a little book for, for Zenny. And you see how life changes you? Like, mm-hmm. it makes you think about those. Well, maybe that's what did for you. I don't know. But that's, I definitely feel like 
like when I leave, if I like, I just went away on like a little, little girl's trip and Right before I left, I took a video of me and my daughter and I said, mommy loves you so much. And I gave her kisses and hugs and we smiled and I did the same with Mark and he didn't even know like what I was doing. He thought I was like trying to take a picture and that it was an accident video. Um, and it was just my way of like having something for them. Like God forbid anything happened. Like they have something they can always look back at like as a memory and they have all the other videos too, but that's like. Yeah. Kind of like that moment you have, like you had with your dad and that moment that I had with my mom over the phone. Like, I don't know. It's strange how these things kind of make you think now, right? Oh, man. I don't know, mom. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to express ourselves in that way. I don't know, just sometimes hearing about it just gives me another sense of like what, you know, what it's what like it, to be human. What it could be like. Yeah. And, and, you know, even just if I heard the story and I wasn't sharing anything, maybe in my own head, I'd be like thinking about all of the deaths. Like, right, you know, before we started this, I had thought about all of these different people that have lost in my life and we weren't even going to go there we were just talking about like you know our parents first and yeah. so it just does that so I just think it's beautiful like we're all connected here in this like crazy universe and you know I think through stories and expressing ourselves and feeling the emotions and living through the heartbeats and just experiencing life and not taking anything for granted that's that's all we can really do, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to, it's easier said, right? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then we kick ourselves and say, okay, all right, let me get, let me snap out of this and enjoy this for a little bit. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Thank you for listening um, to our very personal stories. And, um, you know, I don't know if you're taking anything from that, but if you do great, if not, and you just came to join and, and listen in. Um, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. So, Katie, you have a wonderful evening. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time on What Makes, what makes the Heartbeat. The heartbeat. <laughs>